0: to plan Hi, and welcome to Good Day Veil. Vale. My name is Cece Zack, and I'm the host of this show. Today's episode is one that you do not want to miss the entire episode because it is about a Veil vale Trailblazer. Matter of fact, she just won the Veil vale Trailblazer Award. Her name is Marka Mosier. And, you know, she has dedicated her life to building different things in our community that benefit the environment, that benefit education, that benefit society in its whole. Um, and her words of wisdom are pearls that everyone should listen to. Um, and she has just been, as I mentioned, the recipient of the eighth Vail Trailblazer Award and actually will be honored on March 28th at Donovan Pavilion. So please stay tuned for this episode of Good Day Veil vale, Spotlight on a Veil vale Trailblazer. Good day vale. Good day vale. Hi there and welcome back to Good Day Veil. Vale. Today's episode is an extraordinary one about a trailblazer and I'm so grateful to have Marco Moser here with us today. And what I love to do in these interviews, Marka, is to have you tell the viewers, why is Vail home for you? How long have you been here? What keeps you here? Um, And is there anything specific about Vail that just makes it call home?
1: I first came here in 1965 to ski uh, for a week and um, fell in love with it at that point. My uncle bought a condo and... From that time on I was living in Boulder and I could come up every weekend that the condo wasn't rented or my uncle wasn't using it, which was quite frequently. And so I became a weekend local and then in 1970 um, had the opportunity of moving up here. I was married to um, Division of Wildlife Officer and he became the uh, officer for this district. And so um, I was thrilled to be here. I had two daughters, and um, we were all very excited about being here. And well, I'm
0: very excited that you made that trek many, many years ago. Um, and I wish I had an uncle like you did that had a place <laughs> here when I was growing up. So what a great entree into the Vale Valley. Um, now, you recently received the Vale Trailblazer Award, and I just, uh, congratulations to you. And everything Thank you. Everything I've read and people I've talked to have just um, said that you are just an extraordinary inspiration for the Vale Valley. And I know that it all starts with passions. So tell us a little bit about your life passions.
1: Well, I would say environment is a big one for me and still remains so as um, we need to keep our environment safe to be able to live live anywhere. Um, And then family and children. So those are the main things that I sort of focused on while I was here. Um, we, uh, and As far as the environment, because Vale was a very small community at that time, there was very little in the way of um, recycling. So we started that, we started cleanup days, um, and then we had to start fighting the Denver Water Board who was wanting to take um, all of the waters from every stream that runs into the Gore Valley. Uh, the Denver Water Board owns Piney Lake and they wanted to dam up Piney Lake and then um, divert all of that water to to Denver. Oh my goodness. And I can't
0: even think. I mean, it's such a beautiful lake too. Just to dam it right. up it, it aesthetically would ruin it much less divert the water. Well,
1: and I think that that, you know. Probably is no longer a valid concern just because the diversions have become so expensive. But we're still fighting. We fought for 20 years uh, to keep Homestake 2 from being developed. And we thought we had that one won. And where is Homestake 2? Homestake is a valley that, is, um, that you reach, be- it's between Redcliffe and Camp Hale. And it's a beautiful valley, and it has a lot of uh, trailheads that go into uh, the Holy Cross Wilderness area. And um, that is a Colorado Springs and Aurora diversion project, which we thought was dead in the water because it was so expensive, but now they're trying to get it again. So we're rekindling that fight again. So when you say we, who is the organization that you're working with to help rekindle this fight? Well, statewide organizations now are going into, and into this fight. We had our own, it was the Holy Cross Wilderness Defense Fund. And um, then there was the Eagle Piney Water Protection District. And it was, um, you know, those were both sort of local uh, entities that were fighting it. Now it's become statewide and almost nationwide. Okay. What they've discovered—it's kind of an interesting story—but in the Homestake Valley, are fens, which um, is something relatively new, newly discovered. But it's it's a um, almost a sponge-like uh, wetlands that stores water. It's a natural reservoir under water. I mean, under the under, under the, the surface of yep. the of the earth and um, it's extremely valuable, it's taken millions of years for them to form, so it's not the kind of wetlands that can just be destroyed and then you create another wetland someplace else to um, mitigate that. So this is why we're, you know, it's a, there's a whole organizations now including Sierra Club and you know, other national organizations that are helping to fight this one.
0: So if, if I could be so bold as to say is thanks to your contributions many years ago with the, um, the different organizations that you mentioned, um, you have brought it to statewide attention in which they have found the need to take ownership of it uh, in order to protect from Aurora stealing the water from us today. Is that correct?
1: Well, yes, yeah, sort of. I mean, it was... Um, the or, there were several organizations statewide too that were fighting at the against same time. at the same okay. time it was okay. you know and we were you know I became in, interested in it and became sort of a part of it and okay. that was you know at, along with you know recycling cleanup days and all of those kinds of things as I said you know the environment is very special to me and um one of the things that i was a part of that I feel very very strongly about is um the Eagle River Preserve in Edwards. Oh, yes. It's 72 acres of prime, beautiful land. Uh, you said you've been down there with I your dog. I have
0: with my dog. It is spectacular. And, and for our viewers, I just want you to know that uh, Marco was leading the charge in, in creating a preserve and protecting that. Well,
1: I, I followed. There were other people that were sort of leading the charge. Well, but being i being humble. But, but I, I um, became part of a citizen's group that... Um, was reviewing all of this and then helping to raise the funds. Eagle County contributed. It was a $12 million um, buy uh, to get the land into open space. space. And it's protected in perpetuity, so it can never be developed.
0: And as as we were preparing, you mentioned that six million came from the government, but you had to raise your citizens had to raise an additional exactly. six million to match it. Yeah, exactly. That's extraordinary. Yeah, the
1: Vale Valley Foundation was really, um, you know, took the lead in that. But there were many of us that um, would uh, go out and um, solicit funds from just local people, and we were at a lot of farmers' markets in the summer. We would have a you know, a booth there and explain what we were trying to do and, you know, people would contribute, you know, $20 and some would take the information and, you know, might send a check for $1,000, Wow! you know, but it is something that I feel uh, very, very pleased that we were able to save oh. that 72 acres that would right. have been developed. Wow. Um, and viewers, again, if you've
0: never gone down to the preserve, um, it's right next to the gas house. Um, It it is worth taking a walk with your dog, your family, yourself, meditate, whatever. It is spectacular. Um, So that's one of your passions. You have many passions. Um, And I know you had mentioned your family as another. Um, And so education has been a huge component of your life. Um, Maybe you
1: could briefly just tell us how you got involved with education. Um, Well, I went back to school. That's why I was living in Boulder and got my degree degree in education so when I came up here I was um, became very involved in the schools I had two children that were going there um, and it was a one-room country school which is really pretty unique um, in this day and age you know in 1970 to have your children in a one-room country school that was over the um, what is now um, it was part of the the uh, hospital and um,
0: the hospital in Vale, in Vale, okay. but it was so very small at that time. It was right, in the, yep. it was right yep. in the
1: village, and um, so I became involved in that, and and was a substitute teacher, and and helped when we had the one room school. There were three teachers that were there, but we didn't have uh, physical education or um, arts and and music, and so we tried to work with local people here that had some of those um skills to bring them in to the schools and um so that the kids would have the opportunity to learn games and i know one father who would take a bunch of the boys down to minter where there was a gym gymnasium so that he could teach them basketball skills and things oh, like that's that that's lovely yeah that's so it lovely. was um and then you know musicians would come in and you know sing with the kids and things like oh, that but certain. it was it was it was very, very special.
0: So on that note, we're going to take a quick station break. And um, Marca, I just want to thank you. Uh, if, to viewers, uh, Marca is just an extraordinary inspiration for our valley in so many different ways. So please stay tuned when we come back to the next segment of Good Day Vale for this episode. Because we're going to talk about how Marca has really made that influence. We've heard a little bit about our accomplishments. But I want you all to learn about how we all could be an inspiration for the Vale Valley. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Good day vale. Good day vale. Hi, and welcome back to Good Day Vale. This episode is a spotlight on a vale, the Vale Trailblazer, Marka Mosier. So, Marka, as we were discussing before, the key to your success, of impact in the valley and receiving this award, really started with your passions. We talked about the environment. We talked a little bit about education, but I'd like our viewers to learn more about some of the accomplishments that you had around education. Um, I know the ABC school and some other um, nonprofit focus. So
1: please tell our viewers about some of those things that you're so passionate about around education. Well, when I first moved here, um, I didn't have young children. I had older children that were in school. But I had two boys, and so there was a preschool that started at at Meadow Mountain. It was in the lodge at Meadow Mountain, but that was going to be torn down. So we needed to find another school location. We went to the town of Vale, and they were able to supply a space. And I think I think we rented it for a dollar a year or something of that nature. In
0: what year was this again?
1: That would have probably been in 1970. Probably 74, 75, something like that. I'm not not sure exactly. Um, And we had a a wonderful director whose husband was a contractor, but we were able to buy a modular bank building that was (laughs) um, not being used any longer. And we were able to move it by trailer onto the site, which had had a, um, a, a downstairs, you know, so they'd put a basement into it. So that would be adequate enough for um, probably about 40 children. And um, so we got that going. And it was interesting because one other woman who was on the board with me at the time, she and I signed the mortgage. But we forgot about it until about 20, 20 years later when it was paid off. And both of us were appalled that we had, I'm not sure how much it was, but we had signed a, a signed mortgage? A, a mortgage for this preschool, but anyway. well, and
0: may I note you said another woman too. So it, let let's hear it for women spearheading this type of initiative. Well, because, I know you didn't want to be on the mortgage, <laughs> but um, it's nice to see that the banks allowed it back then.
1: Well, it was interesting that they did, but I, I think both of us were moms that had young children that needed preschool, yeah, and so and that's why oh. we got involved. And then Buddy Warner League was um, in existence. When I moved up here, and so my daughters immediately were involved in that, and that was dear to my heart because I had um, met Buddy Warner when he was working on Ski Broadmoor in Colorado Springs, and I was a lifeguard at the hotel, and we were in the employee's cafeteria together, and that's where I first met him. So I knew the whole story about him and how he had been killed in an avalanche, and um and his his whole demeanor was sportsmanship and so versus the, performance or winning exactly yeah. winning was was sort of secondary to being a good sport and right. so the program is still alive today and it's exciting because both of my grandchildren who are now 11 and 13 and are in the program, and my son is a volunteer coach. Oh, that just so that's, that's, warms it, my heart. And I was a volunteer coach as well as running the program a couple of different times. So those are things that I feel very strongly about. Um, we did also, in the late 80s, We um, it came to my attention, and I was aware of it myself, but there was um, a lot of drugs coming into the valley other than alcohol and, and probably pot at that time. <laughs> but, um, so I did uh, organize an, a program with uh, Charlie Wick, who was with the Town of Vale, and the Town of Vale was a big sponsor for that. And we were quite successful in um, bringing together all the different entities in the valley that would be focusing on children and the message that was being given to them. And so I feel very strongly about that. And a lot of it is still in place today in the schools. So uh, I am
0: so grateful that you've done that. And, and what comes to mind, and actually you brought it up when we were preparing for the interview, was the ads that were on TV of there was a frying pan and someone cracked an egg and put it on the frying pan. And it says, you know, this is your brain and this is your brain on drugs. And you had mentioned that. Um, that that was the type of message you were trying to get through to the children at that time, and I'm just so grateful that you did that um, and that it's continuing to be brought up and, and you know, educating today's yeah, children. Yeah, there's still...
1: I mean, there's still a lot of problems in that direction, but I think that um, the schools still carry on. Um, many of them Red Ribbon Week and and bring attention to it, but we had... You know, all of the law enforcement, the churches and um, businesses and school administration, wow. school teachers, students. We had all the students in, involved in a huge program. And many of those students that were in it when um, I was sort of directing it are still, I consider them still good friends. Oh, that's delightful. Which is really nice as they've grown into adulthood.
0: Now, when you mentioned all of those different groups of stakeholders that needed to be involved um, to make this happen, and it seems like you also did this with every other passion project that you have, is that you were the catalyst in all of this um, and a pioneer, um, which, you know, my understanding led to you receiving the Veil Trailblazer Award. So what are some things that you do that our viewers should know about as it relates to trailblazing new things? Um, Because we need more people. We need more women like you in this world. And I would love for you to share with our viewers what are some of the things that you do or that you would hope that you see, um, you know, people taking forward and trailblazing in Vail right now?
1: Well, I think... There's still a lot to do, and there will always be a lot to do. But I think if you if you are new to the community and you know what your own passions are, there just are so many outlets for people to become involved. If you like education, there's the literacy project. If you um, like volunteering, I mean we had the rummage sale, which was a huge um, it brought all the communities together because the people that were volunteering came and they met people, and it was people from out of town, but it was, and it was held in Mintern. And um, that brought loads of people, I think, into a volunteer realm that might not have ever done a whole lot of volunteering. And it, they were able to give their money. The money we raised went back to the nonprofit that that person was working for. Oh, so lovely. It, it was really, yeah. um, it, it, it sort of comes full circle. Uh, in that way. So it helped a lot of local, you know, it helped probably about 40 or 50 nonprofit organizations. And, um, but there's just, there's a lot of need. And I think newcomers to the Valley, it's really uh, a good way to become involved and meet people um, quickly. Yeah. Because the first summer I moved here in July 1st and we, they were working on this rummage sale probably about three weeks later, and it was very small at that point. It was, you know, one little tiny room in a, in a schoolhouse, and um, that, you know, people were donating their goods, and then everybody came to buy. Uh, and, but it became, a, you know, a really million-dollar project at, in the you know, later days of that. What you're making me think of right now
0: um, is that there's a, people are always looking for ways to volunteer or to give back to the community. And I've noticed that people really get into the arts and the dance and, um, you know, there's a wide variety of passions that people have in that arena. But what I love about your story is it's about humanity. You know, the, the passions that you have chosen and that you have trailblazed and pioneered through this valley have really been about advancing the humanitarian efforts um, of the valley and that's what I uh, just got just now talking to you that is extraordinary and um, I, I really hope viewers see that opportunity I mean you know one of the things that I've learned in, in these interviews is that um, our minority population is growing and, and in a very short period of time we'll be at the same level 50-50 level um, and those are the people that are servicing our county Um, And we really need to think about how do we help them be part of the community? They are part of the community, but how do we make it easier for them? Um, So I I thank you so much for for sharing all of this because it's giving me inspiration about where I would like to spend my time. Um, And as we close out this episode, um, there is one wonderful happy fact that I just read about you is that you are a very prominent hockey player. (laughs) um so (laughs) and and just briefly tell us about that that part of your life
1: well I did I did do a lot of things that I realized that if I had not moved here I probably never would have been um a part of but my two sons were playing hockey and I know how much they enjoyed it and so we started out really on the pond and um at the golf course that Ben Kruger was making into you know he was um, plowing it and keeping it, um, uh, free of snow so that we could. Yeah. And so and there were just ma- a bunch of women that got hockey sticks and on our figure skates, but then we mor- morphed into a whole hockey program oh, for women. That's extraordinary. And how many years did you play? Um, probably off and on for almost 20 years. Yeah. Oh. Cause I was 65 when I finally decided that I didn't want to get shoved into the boards and break a hip yeah, or something so. well,
0: just another example of you trailblazing the way as a as a female hockey player and with that I just uh, uh from Good Day Vale to you I just want to thank you so much for your time um and your wisdom and your words and um that's a wrap for us today at Good Day Vale and I just hope it brings inspiration and as Marca has said um it's not all about her, it really is about the community. But let me tell you something, this woman is a trailblazer in every way and a catalyst to make things happen and change what needs to be changed. So thank you for joining us. We'll see you soon on the next episode of Good Day Bail. Vale. On your way,
1: the fun is waiting outside your door. Good day, Bail. Vale.